irreverent, entertaining, cool. You are listening to L.A. Talk Radio. We say what we want. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch. Only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome uh, to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. I'm Brad Remillard, and uh, I'm normally here with my partner, Barry Deutsch, but Barry has the day off. Uh, Impact Hiring Solutions is a retained executive search firm and a best practices hiring company. Uh, we recognize that there are a lot of shows out there that you know, talk about every aspect of business and cover business, and many shows are right here on L.A. Talk Radio about that. Our show focuses only on one aspect of business, and that's where we talk about hiring, whether it be from a candidate's perspective of finding a job uh, in this difficult time and getting back to work, or whether you're a hiring manager in a company trying to figure out how do I go about hiring, attracting, and retaining my top talent. Every every Monday from 11 to noon, those are the topics we cover, and that's what we feel this show needs to be about, and that is getting people back to work and getting companies to hire great people. Today's show is uh, obviously going to focus more from the candidate's perspective today. We're going to talk about, with our guest, what you don't know about unemployment and underemployment. Now, it's going to be a little bit different because... We're not going to talk today about the tactics of finding a job. We do that week in and week out, and you can go to our website or LA Talk Radio and download some of the past radio shows on the tactics of finding a job. You know, those things like a resume, interviewing, network. We're actually going to talk about what I think, and I've thought for many years, is maybe more, even more important than the tactics of finding a job, which is exactly where most candidates go, is how do I get a resume put together? How do I interview? And i got to build a network. We're going to talk today about the personal side. We're going to flip that coin over and talk about the personal side of what happens when you become underemployed or unemployed and the impact it has on not only you, we know as a candidate it has that impact, but what's the impact on your family, on your friends, and ultimately, what's the impact on your job search? Pam Christian is our uh, guest today. Pam is an expert on this topic. She has written books. She conducts seminars. She's been on numerous numerous radio shows. And those are all, we often think, well, that's what makes us an expert because we wrote a book or we've been had seminars. But I think there's something more important that Pam brings to the table today, and that is she's going to talk to us today from the point of view of experience. Her and her family have lived what we're going to go through today. She has walked in your shoes, and she's going to talk us about what, what happened to her family, She's going to talk to us about what we have to do to acknowledge this, and ultimately, we're going to end up with giving you some solutions and some ideas. Today's show is not only about what Pam went through, but it's to walk through the hope at the end of the tunnel. It may sound tough at first. It may sound saddening at first, but Pam and her family went through this time, and at the end of the light, there's a tunnel. There's a light for you, for there's hope that you don't have to go through what Pam and her family went through. So 
We're going to let you avoid those circumstances today. So let me bring online Pam Christian. Pam, are you there? I am. Thanks so much for having me on today, Brad. Well, great. I, uh, my pleasure, because I, as I've told you when we've talked, I think uh, today's topic is one of the most important things that is so often ignored in the search. We bury what's going on in our family. It's the big 600-pound gorilla in the room, and we ignore it. And, Pam, I want to thank you for your openness and willing to share with us uh, your life experiences so that others don't have to go through what you went through. Uh, in fact, let's start there, Pam. Why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about what you went through, a little bit about your background and some of your real real world experiences. Well, you're definitely expressing my heart when you say I don't want people to have to go through everything that we did. And if the old saying, had I only known, well, I've gone through it, and now I can help people know what they need to know to more successfully get through under an unemployment than my husband and my fam- myself did. Uh, it was in the early 1990s when the economy was very much like it is today, maybe not quite as bad, but it was very devastating. We had moved to a brand-new community. That meant that the businesses there were new, the, the residential communities were new, everything was new. Uh, people had invested quite a bit to be able to move to this new community, and in short order, the project that my husband was working on happened to be uh, seized by the federal government on seven counts of fraud that were conducted by the financial partner, not the managing partner, the company, the division where my husband worked, but the financial partner. Just the same, it meant that we were unemployed. And what turned out for us to be unemployed through no fault of our own caused us to experience so many emotions, so many doubts, so many fears, that we had to grapple with every one of them. And that is what I want to bring to your listeners today, is that there, as you said, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And some of the things that we learned the hard way, I want to help other people avoid. We were, Brad, ultimately unemployed for four years. I want you What do you mean by unemployed? Pam, what do you mean by unemployed? I mean, neither one of you actually worked. uh, You worked part-time. You worked interim jobs. You took uh, underemployed jobs. You had to do something, at least put food on the table. Well, yes, and that's a fair question. Uh, Through the four long years, we were never able to find gainful employment, and we continually slipped further and further and further down the road of poverty. We actually lost our house to foreclosure. And I think what's important to point out here is my husband was a CEO. He was a sixth figure income earner. He's got excellent credentials and education. This kind of thing can happen to anybody. It's no respecter of education or experience. My husband just, worked three parts. Go ahead. Let me just, yeah, let me just say there's a little time lag here. So, uh, but let me say, you know, if, if you want to talk to Pam or you've got a question for Pam, um, you can give us a call and Pam and talk to Pam directly uh, at 818-602-4929. Eight one eight six zero two four nine two nine. If you want to talk to Pam, or if uh, you're at a place where you can't talk, maybe you can't get to a phone, you can send us an email and just send it to info at impacthiringsolutions.com. Info at impacthiringsolutions, all one word, dot com, and we'll try and get it on the air. Uh, so you were saying, Pam, you were unemployed for four years. You're kind of uh, your husband was a CEO. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's the point, that this kind of under or unemployment can happen to anybody. My husband, in answer to your question, was only able to find part-time work. He worked three part-time jobs. He worked in the mornings as a school crossing guard. 
He worked during the day as a floral delivery man, sometimes delivering flowers to people who actually worked for him. And at night, he worked a graveyard shift as a tow truck driver. I worked on the weekends in retail doing anything I could. Yes, we did anything and everything we could, but, Brad, it was not enough. And it ended up that we actually lost our home to foreclosure. So that, that did you have a family, Pam, that it impact also? Did you have kids? Obviously, you and your yes. uh, husband. So what about the kids? Yes. At the time that my husband was first unemployed, uh, my daughter was six years old and our daughter, or excuse me, our daughter was six years old and our son was three years old. And because it took four years to just become gainfully employed and then an additional six years to crawl out of debt, virtually all of my children's life at home with their parents has been a, a great deal of stress. So when they're that young, they didn't really totally comprehend what was going on, but they could feel just the environment uh, uh, and uh, the interaction on the family. Exactly. I mean, we did everything we could to protect our children, as any good parents do. But you cannot uh, get up every day and know that you don't have a job and you cannot provide for your family. You don't get up every day with that reality and not have some stress and emotions and doubts and fears that you've got to grapple with. So I, I take it during this three, four-year period, I guess four-year period, uh, and certainly at the beginning in that first month, six-month, three-month period time frame, I take it your husband was uh, out, you know, looking for a job, sending out resumes, interviewing, networking, do whatever he could to find a job. When did the realization set in that he needed to start working these part-time jobs and uh, uh, begin to recognize that it may last a little longer than uh, anticipated? For our particular situation, we had rental income property, so we were able to sell that, and that helped to subsidize our income for the first year or so. We ultimately sold everything we could live without, including cashing in our children's savings bonds before they were mature. We did absolutely everything we could. Uh, but it came to a point where, as I said, that wasn't enough, and we had to receive the gracious gifts of groceries or checks uh, that people would give us from time to time. It was extremely humbling, which is yet another thing to be dealing with as you're going through all of this. We were accustomed to being in a position to help others, and now we were in a position where we absolutely needed the help. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is very humbling, isn't it, to recognize that uh, uh, we can all walk in the shoes uh, of, every, any other, of other people at any point in time in our life, even no matter how great we think we have it. But the good news is, though, it, it, I mean, it did take time to come out of it, but uh, things have turned around, and, and the good news is you're now out teaching other people. Uh, let me uh, – you know, it's funny. We just got an email. Wow, they come in quick on this topic. Uh, Mary from Cincinnati, Ohio. Here's a question for you, Pam, obviously not for me. Does my husband's not a, been out of work for about two months. I know it's affecting him. What can I do to help him and show my support? Oh, that's a great, great question. question. One of the things that we need to really bring out right at the top in answering her question is that there's a huge sense of shame that comes with being under or unemployed. And especially if the man is the primary breadwinner or if the woman is the primary breadwinner and they are unable to provide for their family, this sense of guilt and shame is something that's really hard to shake, even if the job loss was no fault of their own. There's still a shame that goes with it. And I actually offer in my seminar very specific helps that men and women can give one to another. Generally, I'm, I'm addressing husbands and wives. And one of the things the wife needs to make sure she does is that she does not intimate that she has any blame on her husband. Even, even if 
he did have something to do with his uh, unemployment or underemployment. She needs to buoy him up and be his support. That's highly important. You know, one of the primary... That works both ways. Yeah, it does. Do you see that that blame or that uh, um, lack of support happens a lot? Yes, it very much does, Brad. And, in fact, it's evidenced in the fact that people who are unemployed will divorce a rate of 7 to 2 compared to those who are employed. It takes a tremendous toll on a marriage, on a family, on relationships in general. And so for the spouse not to blame the one who has lost their their income and employment is critical. And, in fact, there's more that a a person can do in support. They can basically co-own the problem by finding ways to spend less and to let the spouse know that you're coming up with some great ideas to help curb the overhead. That's a great way to show support. Uh, Another thing is that a wife can certainly show her compassion and just to be mature here, we all know that men need their wives in a physical way, in an intimate physical way, as part of their reassurance that everything's okay. So wives ought to make sure that they are showing their respect and uh, their uh, encouragement, their, um, that they're the best cheerleader. <laughs> it's really important. Yeah, i got to tell you, that's a great point, Pam, because I see it a lot in as a recruiter in people I interview. I mean, I cannot tell you. And, and I want to talk about men here for a minute because that's where you see it the most. The women wear their emotions on their sleeves, and a lot of times you can see it, although they become they try and become stoic in an interview because that's the business face they put on. But men, it, it, i got to tell you, as a recruiter, most of the time you can see right through this stress. It shows up in the way they interview. It shows up in the way they interact uh, in the way they answer questions and the tone of their voices. Um, I know they think they are what I like to call faking sincerity, uh, but the reality is you're right. This does show up, and, and uh, we see it as recruiters when the spouse, particularly either side, just, on our standpoint, doesn't support them financially. you got enough stress on you when that financial support isn't there. It is really, really tough. So, Let's talk about some of the far-reaching aspects of, the, of, the, of this unemployed. I mean, what are some of the impacts on the family? We don't want to get people over depressed here because there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you do have to recognize that there is an impact on the family, and uh, it's not just about you during this uh, difficult time. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely agree. It's very far-reaching. Even our extended family, knowing that we were suffering what we were, uh, were very worried and concerned for us and, and want they could, which wasn't much. They were very limited with what they could do. But, you know, it's an impact that, as you just said, there are solutions, and that's what I want to bring out, and we can talk about that later in the program, that there are things that can be done to help minimize the amount of stress, the emotions, the personal doubt, the fear. Um, But one thing, Brad, to keep in mind is that when a person loses anything, uh, it could be a job. It could be something of a real value. It could even be the loss of a loved one. There are five stages of grief that they will go through. And the stages are denial, anger, then bargaining, followed by depression, and ultimately acceptance. That's where you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's important for, as a as a person going through this, where I'm at, I, I think there's a lot of uh, validity particularly to that anger stage if you get laid off right now uh there is a lot of anger that goes on my you know let me go in the middle of a depression i mean a little bit of recession um 
not compassionate. And that anger comes through in an interview. So it, as I said earlier at the show, it does impact the tactical side because how they, how they talk about their previous employer, they always preface it, Pam, by saying, well, I don't want to badmouth my previous employer. And mm-hmm. then you know it's coming. Whenever they say, I don't want to badmouth somebody, you know the next thing they're going to do is badmouth somebody. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I spend a lot of time at the beginning of my seminar helping people to truly get in touch with their emotions and their thoughts. It's very easy for men, I think, more than women, to just lump all of their feelings under anger. And, you know, one of the ways they get relief in that would be to uh, maybe kick the dog or do something that's very physical. And there is some relief for men in that, so I'm told, but it's temporary. And that's because you're not getting to the underlying cause of the anger, which are a whole host of other emotions that you need to identify and then properly address. Well, you know, we're talking about this, and Jim from Miami just sent us an email uh, and says, my wife doesn't seem to appreciate the financial issues. She still, she still spends like I'm working. Uh, I've been unemployed now for just over three months. We've had talks, but nothing changes. She believes everything will work out just fine, as it always has in the past. She seems to be in denial about these tough times. So now what? Well, denial is one of those stages. That's the very first stage of the the process of loss and grief. One of the things that I would recommend to the listener in, in, you said Miami? Jim in Miami, yep. Yeah, one of the things I would recommend to Jim and his wife is to make a point of coming to one of my seminars. I hold the seminars at no cost. I'm trying to help people, and I always encourage that both people, the husband and the wife, regardless of which one is unemployed, attend the seminar. Are you doing something in Miami, in the Miami area? All I need to do is be invited, and I'm there. It can easily okay. be worked out. Where can they learn more about where these seminars are and where your seminars are, Pam? On your website, I take it? Yeah, I've got a website. Uh, it's What You Don't Know, so the uh, acronym for the website, of course, would be first www, and then wydk.org, the, the letters that would stand for what you don't know, dot org. So what you don't know, the acronym WD. W-Y-D-K, D-K.org. Okay, and and you've got information on there about your seminars? I do. And, in fact, one seminar that we're going to be hosting this week will actually be made into a DVD, so there will be, in the future, a DVD available of the seminar as well. And that's great. And I know you do this complimentary. You don't charge. And so that goes to show where your real heart is in terms of helping people, which is, uh, in tough times like this, very difficult. So let's talk about some of the solutions then. Uh, what are, I mean, we know that people are going through these tough times. They've got to go through those five stages. They're one of those five stages. Obviously, Jim's wife in that denial phase, everything's going to be hunky-dory. He, he sounds to me like he's moving to that anger stage, whether it be with her or somebody else. Um, what, uh, what are some of the solutions that people can begin to do, and, and where do they go? And, and maybe, let me back up a little bit. Maybe I should even back up. When should you start looking at these solutions? Uh, the day you become unemployed, uh, three months when you're into the stress, when do I begin to look for these solutions? It's probably a, a good place to start. I think immediately. Uh, I think with the information I'm able to provide through my seminar, I help people identify their emotions, identify their feelings, identify their self-doubt. And with that, then, I guide them through what they need to do to get it into a healthy state. Uh, first off, just understanding that there is the process of grief and loss, the five stages that I mentioned, and that people will go through that. Just knowing that those overwhelming feelings at time are normal is a very big factor in helping people recover and successfully maneuver through the entire situation. 
when a person is going through the crisis of this magnitude, stress is tremendous, and stress comes about by what we think. So it's important to manage our thoughts. If I have a self-doubt about my ability, I'll never work again, any of these kinds of thoughts, I need to replace that thought with the truth. The truth is I was very good at what I did. The truth is I was paid well and I was valued. The truth is we're in a bad economy. The truth is I will find that next job if I can keep myself healthy and move forward. So I, I think that's great because I will tell you that uh, um, we one of the things as recruiters we tell people when you first get unemployed, which kind of does that denial state or that uh, mm-hmm. grief grief stage, is take some time to decompress. Take some time to get over those emotions, to reflect on what happened to you, to talk with your family, put a plan in place, uh, even if there's different stages. Stage one, we can spend X. Stage two, well, we got to cut back. The, these kind of things have to be cut back. Stage three, these kind of things have to be cut back. And you kind of put a plan in place. And I think, like you said, just said, when you've got that, that plan, it, it reinforces that um, we've got a plan in place, and, and, and I can deal with this, and I don't think those negative thoughts come in, those crisis thoughts come in about, you know, that we have at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to lose the home, I'm going to be out of it, the street. Uh, you can step back and say, I've got a good plan, and I can go to sleep now. That's exactly why I have the workbook that goes along with my seminar, Brad. I walk people through step-by-step step how to look at the reality, the totality of their reality, how to properly emotionally and mentally deal with it, even on a spiritual level to some degree. Within the workbook are helps for creating a financial plan. There are extensive helps for those who may be facing with the pros- being faced with the prospect of losing their house, what they can do, what some of their options might be. So this whole effort is to try to help people emotionally, practically, and spiritually, as you said at the beginning of the show, with some real solutions. And by knowing that there are some solutions in place, by knowing that you have a plan of attack, it can eliminate so much of the negative aspect of going through this kind of a crisis. And they can get your workbook at uh, www.wydk.org now, not .com, but .org. Uh, they can get a copy of the workbook? That's right. They sure can, Brad. And depending on how, what situation they choose to purchase it, there's are, are discounted prices are available. Okay. So I, I've got a plan in place. Uh, how do I deal with the thoughts? I mean, what do I do? Let's face it, thoughts are thoughts. And uh, I, and I think, pers- for me, I think a lot has to do with your own personality. We have these optimistic people in the world that uh, uh, everything's optimistic. You've kind of got the realist and the pessimist in there. What if you're one of those people that just uh, sees the glass half empty as opposed to half full? What can they do? Well, of course, different personality types are going to handle this kind of a crisis differently. And depending upon the role in the family and a lot of variables will, will determine just how much stress and how adversely an individual is impacted. But when it comes to the thoughts, I have a whole section in my workbook that I call Doubt Busters, ways to help us replace those doubting thoughts with the truth. For example, if I think this proposition is horrible, uh, you know, when I go interview, they're going to laugh me out of the room, uh, I'm going to back out without a contract, and I'm going to lose my house. When those kinds of thoughts come upon us, you know, as you said, during the interview, our palms sweat, our hearts beat faster, adrenaline increases. We can't conceal all that, so we've got to manage it. And self-doubt is actually processed to a healthy state in, in a way very similar to managing your emotions. And the best way to overcome self-doubt is to examine your self-talk and replace the false statements 
with the truth statement. Well, I want to, let me just take a minute here and remind everybody that uh, if you've just joined us recently, uh, I'm Brad Brimelard, and you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions Live. Uh, you can listen to us every Monday from 11 to noon on latalkradio.com, uh, where we talk about uh, helping people find jobs, we talk about uh, hiring, and we talk about um, uh, how to get the best. Even if you're looking to hire somebody, we talk about how you can best do that. You can call us here live at 818-602-4929, or you can uh, email us at info at impacthiringsolutions.com. Today we're talking with Pam Christian, and we're talking about what you don't know about underemployment and employment. And Pam's walking us through what I like to call the other side of the job search, not the tactical, the resume, the interview, but that personal side and the impact it has on our families and how we have to deal with that if we want to get through this difficult time successfully. So again, 818-602-4929 or info at ImpactHiringSolutions.com. Our guest is Pam Christian. And Pam, we have a caller from the 71 phone area code uh, who wants to ask you a question. So caller, uh, why don't you give us your name and where you're calling from? Uh, hi, my name is Karen, and I'm in Fullerton, California. Go ahead, Karen. Welcome to the show. I had a question. Is it a bad idea if um, it, when you don't have work and having a hard time, if you, if it costs you going into more debt to do it, is it still a good idea to go to school and get a better degree for what you're working in? That very much can be a good decision, and it has to be weighed in light of everything that the family needs in light of the kind of uh, resources that are still available to the family. And with that question, Karen, I, I, I think that even addresses what we were talking about when it comes to doubt. If a person finds that they are doubting themselves and feeling negative because they truly believe their skills are lacking, then one way to resolve that doubt is to go and get the additional training or education that's needed. Gratefully, there are a lot of programs out there that can provide financial assistance to people who are in that situation. Great question. Karen, anything else? You're welcome. Uh, thanks for listening. No, that's it. Thanks a lot. Great. And, and in fact, uh, let me just say, we, we are going to make available, uh, Pam has so graciously agreed to make available uh, a skills assessment tool that uh, after the show, you can go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com, and you can download this for free. We're obviously not going to charge anybody for this. We want to make it available and help you identify where those skills are and this tool will help you, and you can get on our website after the radio show. Uh, uh, Pam, what is the value of this skills assessment? How would uh, a person use it, and, and what should they expect? I mean, obviously, it's a resource, but what? how will it help them get through this underemployment, unemployment situation? I think it's an invaluable tool, Brad, um, and it's just one of the many kind of quizzes and self-evaluating uh, tests I have within the workbook to give us some direction, to give people direction as to how to move forward. You know, when a person finds themselves under or unemployed, one of the very logical questions is, should I change career fields? And to answer that question, you've got to identify where you are in the hierarchy of your particular chosen career. Uh, if you've maxed out, for example, or if you're at the bottom rung and you're just breaking into that field, you want to know how many probable jobs are available in your chosen career field. And if that is absolutely maxed out, say for the nursing industry right now, then it's a good idea to take this transferable skills assessment and identify where the skills you already possess 
could actually be transferred to a new career industry and give you that fresh start that you desperately need. Yeah, I think that's I, – I, I recommend the skills test because I think what happens – personally, again, I'm a recruiter, so I come at it from the tactical side of a job search. But one of the things we find is that uh, even when people are employed, Pam, they're not necessarily happy because they're not in the right job for them, the right skills, their strengths, their passions, their uh, – what gets them excited up in the morning aren't there. And the skills assessment can maybe use this as a tool to get their career track back online also. Uh, and so in my position, unemployment can be a great thing. I have met many, many candidates at all levels where going into unemployment, it's miserable and it's scary. Coming out, they look back and say it's one of the best things that ever happened to me because either I found a new career, I'm happier now, uh, my family is closer. We've seen a lot of great things happen when someone comes out because they've made these changes. Uh, have you seen that happen or maybe that happened to you? Did that happen to you personally? It absolutely happened in our family, and I will say that in the four years of actually being under and unemployed and in the six years that followed of crawling out of debt and the reality that we've continued to have bouts of unemployment ever since, I'm talking for the full 19 years because that is something that happens. Oftentimes, once you are part of the downsides and then you reenter the job market, you're, you're vulnerable again for that to happen to you again. It has been exceedingly difficult on our marriage. And I have to say our faith has been a large part of what's seen us through. But I will say that we were determined not to let this kind of a crisis impact us to the point of divorce. I'm not saying we never argued. I'm not saying there weren't days that we didn't talk. But I'm telling you that our underlying commitment to each other was to keep the family intact. And I encourage everybody who finds themselves in this position to make that very foundation of going through this kind of a crisis. So, I mean, looking back now, how long has it been since you've gotten through this six years? Well, let's see. The early 90s, we were unemployed for the four years, and you add six years to that. So, you know, you're bringing us right up to actually 2008, February of 2008, my husband was let go again. So now so, he's self-employed. There you go. So now is he, has yeah, he happier? I mean, how- a tremendous. Um, much happier than he's ever been. He, this is the right season for him. I always thought he should have been self-employed before, but he wasn't ready. He's ready now, and he's, as you said a moment ago, he's in his passion. He's working with his skills. It, it could not be better for us right now. In fact, here we are in a serious time of the economy, and we're doing okay. And, and that's the thing. I mean, it's been a tough 10 years, but I, and I know nobody wants to hear 10 years, but I got to tell you, in my case, with candidates I work with, it's not always 10 years. It's three, six, seven, eight months, maybe 10 months. I work with executive level, but I have so many executives uh, that come out of this thing and look back and say, you know, that was a blessing. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. I wish it would have happened, you know, 20 years ago, uh, which goes back to what you and I talked about at the beginning. There is light at the end of this tunnel, and sometimes it's a very bright light that uh, uh, really is the sun shining, not a train coming at you. And I think people have to focus on that great light coming forward and going Absolutely. forward because there is tremendous opportunity. What other resources, any books, any websites, uh, what else can we uh, help these people with? We've only got about uh, five, ten minutes left here. So what else can we give as resources, Pam? I have run across a fantastic book that I actually make available on my website. And, again, that's wydk.org. It's written by Martin Weiss. It's entitled The Ultimate Depression Survival Guide 
protect your savings, boost your income, and grow wealthy even in the worst of times. Now, that sounds like a huge promise that can't even be fulfilled, but as I've read through this book, I'm finding a wealth of information. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and one of the other reasons that I'm making this book available is because he is providing 100% of his royalties to an organization that helps children who have become homeless because of their parents losing their jobs. Well, that's fantastic. Now, let me ask you, just if you had had this book, let's and give me a real life answer here. This is not this is not a setup question because you didn't know I was going to ask this. If you had this book for you know when you went through your difficult times at the beginning, how would it have changed? What would you have done different? How would this book have impacted you? Let's put it to real life purpose here that says, hey, if I had this book, here's what we would have done differently. How would it have helped you so people can relate to that? It gets back to what you said before, to have a plan, a concrete plan that you've made it, you put into writing, you, you share it with your family, and the whole family's on board to follow the plan and make it through. That's why the title of the book is called The Survival Guide, The Ultimate Depression Survival Guide. And that's one thing my husband and I didn't do. We, we didn't know to do it. We certainly had a budget, and we tried to live within our budget, but we didn't know how to plan our way out of being unemployed, how to plan our way out of foreclosure, how to plan our way to rebuild our wealth and to rebuild ourselves emotionally and mentally. That's why, Brad, I have such a passion to want to help people uh, at all levels of income and employment because it doesn't matter. It's no no respecter of income or education. The, The emotional and the mental and the spiritual impact that being under and unemployed has on an individual is the same across the board. In fact, I got an email from a top-notch executive as a result of a a seminar that I provided. and I just want to share this with you, Brad. He wrote, I had to leave early today, but I must say the quiet in the room during this morning's presentation told me everything I needed to know. Her talk hit like a truckload of dynamite. Personally, my stress index is at 348, and that's really high. He said, so I can absolutely relate to everything that she was talking about, including having concerns about living in our cars. It sounds absurd that anybody who is an executive would really think that way, but it is true all the same. The fact is most of us don't have cash reserves necessary to endure multiple years of transition or multiple transitions. Thank you for hosting the meeting. It helped me understand the last two years of my life a little bit more, and it may give me some material for trying to salvage my personal life, even if my professional life can't be salvaged. The jury is out on that one. He got it. He understood. This is one man who connected with the emotional the spiritual, the, the mental components that go along, and he's, he found the hope that he needed. Now, Brad, you asked what can other people do to find hope. Many people are being faced with foreclosure right now. Let me recommend a website. It's called AdvocateAmy.com. It's A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E, AdvocateAmy, A-I-M-E.com. This is a woman who herself came very close to losing her home to foreclosure but was able to salvage her home, and now she works to help others. Another organization also for people who are possibly faced with losing their home is a foundation called Homeowners Preservation Foundation. And their website is www.995.hope.org. And hey, Pat, my can we, uh, I was going to say, let me, I, don't want, I don't cut you off any work, but we're going to give that free download for that skills assessment. Can we put some of these uh, websites and resources that you're recommending in that uh, as an addendum to that uh, skills assessment, along with your website and your information? 
That'd be my pleasure. I'll even include one that helps people know how far their money will go if they should move to a different location within the United States, and another one that will help them ta- uh, cal- calculate their taxes to find out how much income tax they're going to owe now that their salary has changed. Well, let me do something. I mean, you never know how far radio reaches. You never know how far the Internet reaches. And I've uh, been doing this show now for about four months, and I'm, I'm always surprised because we just got a, an email from Rio de Janeiro. Brazil, that would be as bizarre as that may sound. Sarah in Brazil wants to know, and we've already done this, but she must have joined us late, so do it again. She says, where can I get your information and what is your website? Do it again. Let let, uh, our callers know how to get in touch with you, Pam, where you're in and where this information is available because Sarah from Rio wants to know. Thank you very much. It's a simple website. It's, It's the acronym for what the program is called, and the program is What You Don't Know about under and unemployment. So the website is www.wydk.org. Everything is there, uh, including the information on how they can get a DVD in the future, how they can get my workbook, how they might choose to book me to come speak to a group or an organization where I can be of help. Uh, That's what I want to do, Brad, is I want to help. And and, uh, just so you know, we're going to have all this information will be available on our website uh, impacthiringsolutions.com so you'll be able to uh, get that information uh, uh, there also. Uh, just in one, you, you, I've got about two minutes left, uh, so you've got one minute. Uh, we haven't even talked about the spiritual side of it, but we got to admit there is a spiritual aspect to this uh, that uh, cannot be ignored, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. There is no time except that when a person finds himself in a crisis that they begin to wonder about God, who God is, uh, what his intentions are toward humanity, does God care about me. Yeah, whenever we find ourselves in a crisis, that's a very pertinent time for most people to actually at least wonder about God. And I would tell you that, uh, um, you know, whether you're a spiritual person or not, don't ignore that aspect. It is a part of it, and I would tell you as a recruiter, that um, one of the final things to think about that we have, it, it kind of goes back to this denial. We see executives uh, fearful of th- not wanting to tell people they're unemployed, not wanting to tell people uh, that they're out of a job. Um, and uh, what I advise people, just the opposite. Let people know you're unemployed. It's happened to everybody. It's not, it's not shameful anymore. The more people that know you're unemployed, the more people that are going to be out there to help you. And every time, I don't care whether it's your barber, I have actually had people find jobs as a direct result of their barber. Because sitting in the chair was one guy unemployed, came in after that person was a, was a potential employer, and the barber hooked them together. You have to let people know. I've had it happen at card games from spouses. Don't be ashamed. Let people know. Uh, so, Pam, one more time, tell people how to get in touch with you as we wrap up the show. Give them your information uh, one more time, how to get in touch with you and where they – and then I'll tell them further about how they get the skills assessment and resources. Go ahead one more time about how to get in touch with you. Great. The program I'm offering right now, Brad, is What You Don't Know About Under and Unemployment, an Emotional, Practical, and Spiritual Guide. It's a seminar along with a workbook, that's Optimum. A DVD will be available in the future. And additionally, there's the other book, The Ultimate Depression Survival Guide by Martin Weiss, that I highly recommend, also available on my website. And that web address is www.wydk.org. 
I want to thank you, Pam, for being our guest today. Uh, the information you've had, given us is invaluable and uh, something we should probably talk about again in a little bit more depth uh, down the road because I do think it's so important. Uh, again, uh, thanks to all our listeners. Thanks to our caller. Thanks to the people that sent us emails. You've been listening to the Impact Hiring Solutions Live show. Uh, I'm Brad Remillard. My partner is Barry Deutsch. Uh, every day, every week, uh, Monday from 11 to noon, we have a show called Impact Hiring Solutions Live, where our goal is to talk with candidates about what they can do to find a job quicker, faster, and but more importantly, find the right job, and where we work with companies to help them attract, hire, and retain their best talent. Uh, you can, uh, you'll be able to download this show and get that free skills assessment that uh, Pam is offering from our website at www.impacthiringsolutions.com. Just go to our audio library. You can download that from the candidate section on our menu system. Go to candidates, audio library, and you'll see the audio program that you can download. And the skills assessment uh, will be also that you can get for free uh, at impacthiringsolutions.com. Thanks again, Pam, for your time today. Thanks to all our callers, and we'll see you next Monday, 11 to noon, at latalkradio.com. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch, only on LA Talk Radio.